Hi friends and welcome to the Do Life Better podcast where you'll find all the tips, habits and strategies you need to help you do your life even better each and every day. My name is Dave Jorner and thank you very much for joining me today. Now just recently I read a post that said something like, you may be surprised by how your friends will evolve during COVID-19. Some that were already close may become even closer because you might start checking in with each other more and when you do, chat about things on a much deeper level. Other friends you love spending time with may turn out to be not the type that you can lean on in times of struggle and open up to. And then you may even find that there are friends on the periphery or people you didn't even know so well that really step up and into your life because they are now able to show how caring, empathetic and supportive they are. Through all this though, one thing we know for sure is a sense of connectedness and good, solid, positive relationships are absolutely key to well-being, happiness and mental health. In fact, it can literally save a life. And because of this, today's guest, Gus Warland, is on a mission to ensuring that all Australians have what he calls their gotcha for life, mate. Now, before we go on, this chat does get pretty deep and there may be some triggers as we discuss topics to do with suicide. So if you are affected in any way, please call Lifeline's National 24-7 Counselling Service on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. You can also find them online at www.lifeline.org.au. That's lifeline.org.au. And for our listeners outside of Australia, because there are many of you, if you are affected by this episode today, please contact your local crisis centre or your family doctor. And of course, remember, you are never alone. Okay, so today's guest, Gus Warland, is an Australian radio host, TV personality and award-winning Toshiba salesman back in the day. But more than all that, Gus is a compassionate mate, still as close to all his schoolmates as he ever has been, wearing his heart on his sleeve. That heart was broken when his mentor in life died by suicide, a man who seemingly had all the wonderful things in life to cherish a beautiful family, a home, a great job, and the respect and friendship of many. Yet, he never confided in a soul about his inner worries. In 2016, Gus hosted a TV documentary series on ABC, Man Up. Man Up exposed the issues of stoicism and isolation in society that can lead to significant mental health issues. You can often hear Gus say, suicide is the death of isolation. And research now provides evidence to support this statement, as loneliness increases the likelihood of early mortality by 26%. At the end of this journey of discovery, Gus decided to set up a foundation to proactively encourage Australians to speak up, express their emotions, and ensure that they all have a close friend in life that they can go to when times are tough. Gus simply does not accept the alarming statistics surrounding suicide and that eight beautiful people die by suicide every day. And so, Gotcha for Life was born. During this chat, Gus talks about increasing mental fitness, how being on the Man Up series changed him and his relationships, the power of vulnerability, what it means to really be a man, the power of not caring what others think, his biggest words of advice for anyone who is struggling right now, how and why to not worry alone, and importantly, Gus's tips for building emotional fitness. I know you'll get a lot out of this chat. His energy and passion is infectious, and I know you'll find his vulnerability and openness inspiring. 
Make sure you share this with someone you know who will get a lot out of this episode and share this on social media and tag Gus Warland at Gus Warland. That's G-U-S-W-O-R-L-A-N-D and tag me as well at Dave Jorner. By the way, take a photo of what you're doing while you're listening to this or what you're looking at right now and share it on social media too because I'd love to know what you get up to while you're listening to these episodes. But for now, I hope you enjoy and get a lot out of this chat with Gus Warland. Gus, welcome to the Do Lot Better podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Dave, it's absolutely my pleasure, mate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, mate. And just before we started recording, um, we had a bit of a chat about your incredibly busy day today. And <laughs> just the chats that you're having, just these, these walk and talks that you're having with some of your mates. And I'm actually having some of them with my best mates at the moment as well. And because there's so much going on in the world with COVID-19 and a lot of people struggling in so many different ways. And in fact... I'm really excited that this conversation is happening right now. And I think you know, it might be an emotional one for me. We'll see how we go. But a lot of people are really struggling at the moment with this whole idea of mental health. And particularly for men, you know, what's it mean to be a man today? And I'm having these walk and talk chats with mates of mine who are struggling. And to be honest, I'm having some of the most vulnerable conversations I've ever had with some of my, some of my mates, both from what I'm going through but also particularly from what they're going through. And it's been kind of funny. Like it, we could have had these conversations other times, but it's almost as if because we kind of sense what each other's going through now, we're allowed. It's a little bit more okay to have the chat. And like one of my mates is like, dude, I cried the other day. I'm like, mate, so did I. Another dude's like, I was just hanging out the washing and I cried the other day. I'm like, man, I was cutting up mushrooms and I cried. Um, and you know, it's kind of like, I should only be crying when I'm cutting, cutting onions, not mushrooms. Like, what's going on? Um, you know what? It's given us permission. It's given it us has. permission it to has, have a conversation that we haven't had for a little while. And also more people are talking now than they ever have because we have mm-hmm. something in common to start the conversation. Exactly. There's a whole lot of people out there, whether you're in a lift, like I'm the type of person I walk in a lift, I go, G'day everyone, how are you going? Anyone's got a joke? And people are like, Oh no, he's there's that guy. Or they're like, Oh my god, this is so embarrassing, I feel out of control and I'm uncomfortable. Or I walk past people every morning and go, Morning, 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 especially the oldies, because I feel unless there's a transaction happening at a shop, they may not mm. talk, have many conversations through the day. So I might as well show a bit of interest and say good day and hope you have a good day. But people now have permission to have a chat. They will have that chat. They feel like they've got something in common. So they're not, you know, digging into someone's personal life. They're not being that creepy guy asking a question. So all Mm. of a sudden, all those barriers are down and it's allowed us to communicate even more. And a lot of people, I think they got the sort of the work, the wording wrong around the distancing at the start. You know, we, we are, we, we are sort of physically isolated, but, with technology, you and I, you're in Brisbane, I'm on the northern beaches of Sydney right now, we're having a conversation that we wouldn't probably have had without COVID. And mm. I've spoken to people now, now we've got the programs we support online. Um, we had blokes from America and the UK in there. There's no way they would normally be in the Tomorrow Man or the Tomorrow Woman program if it was in a normal world. So we've got to take the positives out of this. And the simple fact is, you can connect, you can be communicating with people. It's just in a different way. So we just get our heads around that. As long as you feel as if someone cares and is trying to have a crack and trying to be in contact, that, mm. that is enough, certainly for me. 
Oh, for sure. And it, I think what we're learning is uh, the resilience is coming from having those chats. So the connection that I'm experiencing with my mates now seems even deeper and stronger because we were vulnerable. Uh, but not only that, but my own resilience uh, has been stronger afterwards because I allowed myself to have that chat, to go there, to experience that emotion. And it's kind of because I've had that gotcha for life on my mind for a while now, knowing that I was going to be talking with you today. And the conversations that we had were almost were with that. It was like, you know what, because of being so open, because of being so vulnerable, like this is me showing you that I've got you for life, mate. Like we're really listening. How did got you for life? How did that start for you? Well, I mean, for me, the Man Up program on the ABC, which, you know, is still available on iView and Stan mm. picked it up as well, which I'm so thrilled about. Awesome. We've had over 70, over 70 million views around the world now. We gave it away to the world and the world picked it up and ran with it because the problems we're having here in Australia, Dave, the problems are everywhere. It's, yeah. a, it's a universal, it's a planet problem. So everyone can sort of understand it. So for me, it was a journey, Man Up, challenging masculinity in this country, wondering why we lose. So many beautiful blokes every single day. It's the number one way to die if you're an Australian male now, aged between 15 and 44. And the numbers mm. I'm getting from the health departments are we could get a 50% spike in suicides around COVID. So that's six a day every day. All of a sudden, that's going to that's gonna make it, well, another three a day. So nine mm. a day, just men and four women. So 13 a day it's going to go to. So it's very, very scary. Um, and it's something that we need to try and help to get those numbers down to zero. And at the time, I was on Breakfast Radio on Triple M, very blokey station in Sydney. So we had hundreds of thousands of blokes every morning listening to us. And it was a fun show. It was a sports show, a lot of jokes and lots of camaraderie in it. But we were able to put some mental health stuff into it. And then I basically said off the back of that, well, I've got a opportunity now to to start a foundation so it started off being very much a, a mental a men's mental uh, health foundation and now I call it mental fitness because mm. so many people once I say mental health they just go oh look I'm not I'm not that bad um, not even knowing what level I'm at they, it's just got a, a negative connotation so mm. we start talking about now having a, a physical fitness out of 10 and a mental fitness out of 10 and that just allows people to sort of understand it. So where are you on that scale? And um, my mental fitness has always been pretty good. Um, but what are the exercises? What do we need to do to get our mental fitness up? If I said to you, my physical fitness needs to lift, then any person can say, well, eat cleaner, stop smoking, less grog, start yeah. moving. There's a whole lot of things out there that everyone just knows. Well, what are the list of exercises required to get your mental fitness up? So if you start thinking about your life as, as a mark out of 10 mental and physical, what exercise required, then you can start working away at stuff. And uh, Gotcha for Life supports any programs out there that are building mental fitness within society. Um, and we do that in a range of ways, whether it's funding or expertise with a network of people that I have that can help people do what they need to do. And it's three and a half years old now, mm. never taken a cent from government um now can go to government and i'm hoping to be able to do that i've spoken to a few of the powers that be in canberra and i'm sort of hoping the simple way that we explain it might be right for schools and sporting clubs just to build that mental fitness so we can get those numbers down fantastic i love the idea again of mental fitness 
as you said, hopefully it takes away some of that unnecessary stigma around mental health. It also focuses on strengthening um, this idea of fitness. So I, I love the spin you've taken on that. Um, you know, I really do encourage our listeners to go in and watch Man Up. Um, it's a powerful three-episode series. Um, I teared up watching it. I teared up this morning because <laughs> I went and watched part of it this morning. Um, so I want to ask you, instead of asking you about the episode of the series itself, I want to know for, like, what did it do for you personally? Did it, did it change the way you were being a man? Did it change the way you're being a father, a partner? What did it do for you? Oh, look, for sure, Dave, it changed my life, really. Um, and the fact now that the foundation is, you know, the legacy that I'd like to leave eventually is and the way that I walked away from Breakfast Radio, you know, so I could absolutely focus on it, you know, and it's not easy. As you know, you work in this field as well. Mm. It's a very emotional beast and you, you don't not doing it for shits and giggles, are we? No. You know, it's, it's tough. It's tough yes. and it's very emotional and I wear my hat on my sleeve. So mm. it, it gives you a good opportunity. If you're looking at your mental fitness, it gives you an opportunity to really lock down and see what you're doing right and wrong in the world and also realising that we could all give ourselves a bit of a break at times and it's all right just to shuffle some days. You don't need to be in full stride, chest puffed out, head up, you know, look, taking the world on, looking up all the time. You know, you can have days where you are just not quite at the races. You can have days where you're shuffling along, you know. So that was one thing that I learned, that I didn't need to put the mask and the armour mm -hmm. on every single day. And that was because I was honest with the people that I live with and said, look, today's just, it's just not happening for me today, you know. I'm trying my best. And I think most people get out of bed a three or four out of ten and you work yourself up during the day to a seven. If you can hold it there, then you're winning, you know. And mm -hmm. there's certain days that, life just takes you by the horns and knocks you around and you, you never quite get there and there's other days where you're just flying you know and they're those magical days that you remember you know whatever that might be so for me it was changing my relationship with my wife and my children especially my son who uh, had this feeling about me that was you know dad dad was had all the answers to everything and you know dad was always going to be this source of she'll be right because my dad's around and um i had to show him vulnerability one day and just let him know that i didn't know the answer to some questions he was asking and he was like what do you mean and i said mate i've been bullshitting you for years like every time you ask me a question i don't have all the answers um and now i'm just telling you that i don't and let's perhaps work them out together or maybe you can mm -hmm. work it out and you can tell me you know so all of a sudden it just you know teacher and student relationship got changed around a little bit and I just saw the pressure that it took off him because he was thinking that to be a man, he had to have all the answers to everything. And all of a sudden it just was a huge weight taken off his shoulders. And that really helped him. And uh, I just said to my wife, let's just let Jack do what Jack wants to do. He's a sensible kid. He's always going to be okay. He's sort of one of those kids, um, but he might make a few mistakes along the line, but let's let him just give it, give him a little bit of rain and he's never let us down. And, and then my two daughters, um, you know, just absolutely fantastic. And I'm just a little less strict, a little less traditional in my way of um, parenting, more likely to give them the leeway they required to go off and do what they want to do. I mean, there's a parameter around them, obviously, for safety and so forth. But And that has gone through my village, if you like, or my community. A lot of my friends are doing a similar thing now. 
you know, I'm learning stuff and I'm teaching them stuff and some things really resonate. They go, well, that's a great idea. I'm going to go and do that. Um, other stuff, not so much, but um, I'm learning at 50 what I didn't probably learn, you know, when I was a bit younger because it just wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Talking about yourself and emotions and stuff was just unheard of. Even when we started the, the grill team on Triple M, you know, if I started bringing up mental fitness or mental health stuff, everyone would have shaken their heads. But now it's, we did a survey to Triple M listeners and I'd call them sort of the, you know, pretty blokey group of Aussie blokes. And the number one thing they were worried about was finance, you know, their jobs. And then number two in front of sport, in front of everything was, um, was mental health. You know, to them, it was a massive issue. They wanted to be a better father, a better husband, a better employee, a better employer, wherever they were in their life, they were like, I just need some skills. I'm a sponge. Give me the information I need because I was never taught it by my dad or my granddad. And you can't blame granddad and dad for that because it just wasn't around. But there was a set of rules, Dave, that was set up so long ago what it takes to be a man. Mm. I reckon about 80% of them are pretty much still okay. But there's 20% there. We can just say, no, that doesn't, that doesn't compute anymore. You know, we're going to put this in, in place. And um, there's nothing wrong with that, um, changing as, and adapting to the new world that we're living in. Mm. So what does it mean for you now to be a man? Be completely vulnerable, completely honest and vulnerable all the time. And that means, you know, showing traditional weakness. So, mm-hmm. you know, me just saying, look, I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't do that. And people go, what do you mean you can't do that? So I, I can't do that. That's not in my skill set. I'm not comfortable doing it. People are like, what are you talking about? Um, all those traditional manly sort of things, if you like, I now challenge those. And it doesn't mean that I don't do a lot of those traditional manly things. I'm just really open, honest and vulnerable now with everyone and everything and I'm true to that. And that means sometimes I get some really funny looks and I go, well, you know, I'm sorry if that offended you or I'm sorry if that made you feel uncomfortable, but that's just the way it is. That's how I'm living my life now and stuff. And the people around me that know me and the people that I'm trying to help and love and support totally get it. Um, There's a whole lot of people like you out there that I've never met before that are living that life as well. Don't maybe don't have the same words to explain it, but that's what you're doing. Um, I'm just not worried about what anyone else thinks anymore. You know, I'm just really taking that whole. Once you decide that you don't care about what people think of you, um, it gives you. You know that book. Um, something to do with not giving a. Fuck. Yeah, you know yeah, that book. Yeah, it's number one. There's a reason why it's number one. People are working out ways just to do what they want to do. As long as you're mm. doing it with love and care, then then why not? Yeah, I thought I had all this stuff sorted. I'm not saying I thought it was perfect by any means, but I thought I was doing it okay. I thought I was doing this vulnerability thing okay. I thought I was saying no when I needed to. I thought I was being upfront and honest when I needed to until all this COVID-19 stuff happened. Then I realised, nah, (laughs) I'm not being courageous enough. I'm not being brave enough. I'm not being vulnerable enough to actually stop and say, you know what, things aren't great. I, I haven't had that courage to stop and say, to say, no, I can't do this right now. Or no, I don't have the answers right now. Um, and it's interesting that, like you mentioned yourself, just that idea about the bravery or the courage to be able to say no, the bravery and the courage to be vulnerable, because we can think it's stronger just to keep pushing forward, but it's escaping. It's not being stronger. Being stronger is to actually acknowledge it and to have those more difficult conversations. Um, so. With that, like one of the things you spoke about in Man Up is 
the highest cause of death for um, for men, 15 to 44, I think he said, was dying by yeah. suicide, Yeah, which is terrifying. What would be the biggest um, words of advice or tips that you would want to give young people, men in that age bracket? What would you say to them? The number one thing I say to them is don't worry alone. So when you think of don't worry alone, all of a sudden you go, okay, well, if I've got to worry, I'm going to tell someone. Mm. So if I'm going to tell someone, how can I tell someone? And how can I, and who's the right person to tell? So there's a few things that go with it, but don't worry alone is the most important thing for everyone, let alone that age group. But yeah, that, that stat, Dave, is absolutely horrific, isn't it? The number one way to die if you're a 15 to 44-year-old Australian male is to kill yourself. It's just mm. so sad. Mm. And the numbers of under 10s are going up. The numbers in Indigenous are double that, you know, and the numbers from 70 above are going up as well, but people don't tend to worry about them too much because they feel that they've had a good crack at life. So it's the 15 to 44s, the start of life and the middle of life, and you should be kicking, kicking goals and knowing what you're doing and they're making, you know, these decisions. So mm. don't worry alone. How do you not worry alone? You need to tell someone. How do you tell someone? So they're the skills that we need to learn and we need to learn those in schools. We need to learn mm -hmm. them as part of a sporting club. So yep. you go to your local footy club, tennis club, netball club, hockey, cricket, whatever you want to call it. And a part of that should be physical fitness, mental fitness, and then learning how to play the game and the skills and stuff that go mm -hmm. with it. So that should just be part of every school, every sporting club, every everything. So how do we do that? Well, we find the right programs to go in there and plug those in there. So because those people aren't experts at it. So we know people that are experts out of that live in that world. So let's plug them into that world. How do we do that? How much does it cost? Who's got budget? How do we do it? What's the right time? Well, that's when people like Gotcha for Life come along and we go, well, we've got some programs we believe in, programs that we believe work. And depending on your budget, we can make it happen. I don't want to turn anyone away who hasn't got budget to get that program in that's going to help those kids or those parents work out how to get more mentally fit. So. Nice. That's what we do, and that's our life. So, but to answer your question, don't worry alone. And from that, you go, right, well, how do I actually make that happen? And that mm. can only mean communicating. And it doesn't mean you have to have all the right words and be fluid in all that. Just literally bumble and bumble your way through to say, hey, I'm going through some stuff and I need your help. Once someone says that, as a general rule, it takes a relationship from a mate to a friend and then that's when friends will love you no matter what, no judgment required. They will just get stuck in and help you in whatever way they can. And we've got to realise you don't need to have all the answers. Just sometimes being on the journey with someone who's told you that is enough just to help a little bit, just help nurture and steer so they're not worrying alone because most blokes were taught to bury your emotions, get them down there, get them away, I don't want to hear those. Well, eventually they will start rising to the surface. And when I had Steve Smith, in these hundred hours of community service when he had all the drama with Cricket Australia after South Africa, you know, he came up with a really good analogy. It's like a balloon. It's like every time you have a drama and you push something down, it's like another blow into the mm. balloon. Well, eventually the yeah. balloon will do what? It'll just expand and then bang. That mm. may not be suicide, but it could be a massive trauma that takes a long time to get over and the ripple effect through your community and stuff as well. So, Let's stop blowing into the balloon and start giving 
the the pressure away so we can have a conversation and that conversation may not be fluid but at least it's a conversation you not won't be worrying alone yeah i love how again how you mentioned earlier that you're going for two walks today with mates to have a chat it's, it's so much yeah. easier for us blokes to do something while we're talking and like the other day a, a mate of mine caught up and just said hey can we go back for a walk and then partway through the walk that's when the conversation started and yeah. I think it's so much easier than just trying to come straight out with the chat on the phone. <laughs> Go and do well, something. It's the, phys- it's the physical thing too. So you're actually doing some physical fitness. But yep. when you're walking, you're walking side by side. It's like when you're driving. A lot of dads have their conversations with their kids when they're in the passenger seat because you haven't got that eye contact. You're not locking on as much. So it's just a bit easier to stare out the window and start talking about things. It's the same thing with the walk. Um, same thing with doing anything that's physical. It's it's a double winner. You know, you're getting what you need physically, but you're also getting that 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 space that's mm. more safer for you to have the conversation. Yeah. So what are a couple of quick things that we can do, some quick tips around increasing our mental fitness? The the most important thing is working out who are the people in your world that you can turn from mates into friends. So the best way to example, I've got eight mates that I see all the time and I love them and they love me and we're on a WhatsApp group and a couple of them I walk with this morning, a couple I walk with, most of them on Sunday. Some of them are overseas, so everyone's chipping in, right? It's just a really nice group of, of people that come in depending on when they're awake. So for me, it's trying to work out which ones out of those eight blokes do I want to actually take to the next level. So they're all wonderful blokes, uh, but, you know, in every group of friends, there's always that one extra, one bloke that you absolutely love, just that little bit more. And there's that lunatic that you love being around and having a bit of a laugh with and going on a footy trip or a weekend away, but he's probably not the bloke that you want to <laughs> necessarily, you know, have a deep and meaningful conversation with or burst into tears. He just wouldn't understand it and whatever and so forth. So, um there is someone in that group of, of your mates that you need to turn into a friend. So write it down. Like I did this thing this morning with a bunch of, uh, there's 150 odd sales blokes who are obviously battling and stuff at the moment. I said, get a pen and paper out, give yourself a mark out of 10 for your physical fitness, give yourself a mark out of 10 for your mental fitness, and then write down names of three blokes that you believe that you could talk to warts and all without any judgment. So no mm. matter what, they would literally go to war with you and they would throw themselves in front of anything for you, those blokes. Now, a lot of blokes don't have three. A lot of blokes have one or maybe none, so that's a difficulty. Mm. But if you've got some mates, find those blokes and say, you know what, you're you're, you're, it's like going back to kindy. You're my best friend. You know, everyone's like, he's my best friend. You know, he's that extra special one, and then we lose that as we get older. It's actually being open, honest, and vulnerable with those blokes and saying, or to one bloke and saying, you know what, you're my guy. You're my gotcha for life, mate. You're the guy that I can rely on. You're the guy that you can rely on me. We're going to make a bond now, which is deeper than the friendship that we have with other blokes. And it's not like we're going to sing it from the rooftops. It's just in the times where I'm starting to feel a bit icy and a bit dicey, you're the guy that I'm going to call on. Is that okay with you? So have that relationship set up when you're not actually in crisis. So it's sort of set and ready there. Just like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you've got a sore tooth, you know you've got your dentist there. If you get the flu, you've got your doctor there. If the car breaks, you've got your mechanic. Well, when you start breaking and you start having trauma, you've got your gotcha for life mate there. So look at it that way. It's really that simple. And then have the conversation where you're not bullshitting each other. 
You're mm. completely open, honest and vulnerable and you're going to go places which are uncomfortable. You're going to sit in some vulnerable silence. You're going to sit in some awkward silence. Well, you know, that's the way it is. We're not doing it for the rest of our lives. We're doing it at specific moments when you need it. Mm. And that is the coolest thing you can get because that relationship just bonds and goes deeper and it's just so much better. So that would be the three things for me. Work out your physical, mental, and then write down your three blokes or two blokes or one bloke you go right he's my guy and then have that conversation with him and, and lock it in and don't just don't have that five minute conversation where you go mate you're my you're my bestie when things go shit you're my guy yeah mate yeah i've got your back and then it ends it's like you know what it really means it means this it means that i'm going to come to you sometimes i'm going to make you uncomfortable yep. i'm going to be crying i'm going to be struggling i don't want you to have the answers but i want you to listen We've got two ears and one mouth. Let's use them in, this, in that correct ratio. You know what I mean? It's going yeah. that little bit deeper and having that conversation that lasts however you need it to. But don't just wash over it and say, of course, mate, I've got your back. I've known you for 20 years. You know I love you. Well, I've been at plenty of funerals of blokes that have known blokes for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and I was one of them. You know, I love this man, the man that, that, that I'm trying to work out why he took his life in Man Up. And that was the journey. Mate, there was 1,200 of us at his funeral all sitting there going, we didn't have a clue there was anything wrong with him. We thought that he was the mm. absolute man that had the answers to everything. So don't be frivolous getting this relationship sorted out because it's much better to have an awkward conversation now than be at a fucking funeral. Excuse Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And to be, and then to check back in again, I was talking with a mate of mine who he was saying that he was completely vulnerable with one of his best mates. And he laid it all out there on the line with this guy and just told everything that was going on for him. But then a couple of months passed and the mate never checked back in again. Yeah. And so that kind of, like the moment to be vulnerable was really important and powerful for him. So I think to respect that gotcha for life mateship there. And by the way, I love how you speak about mates who I love because saying that is tough in itself. Yeah. Um, but it's so important. Um, yeah. So if if a mate comes to you then and says you're my gotcha for life mate or they have that conversation with you then be the one who checks back in again afterwards be the one to follow up that's the deal it's the deal it's between the two of you so it goes both ways you know and i'd prefer people to check in more than not check in at all so there's no real there's no real plan to it it's like okay i've already told you this is going to be awkward i've already told you this is something a bit out of the normal so how do we manage it? Well, we just manage it the best we possibly can. And the thing about your friend that was told and didn't check back in again, I, I can guarantee you that he thought about that every day. Yep. I bet you he did. He would have, absolutely. But he had no idea how to check back in because he didn't want that bloke to go back to that mm-hmm. place where he was crying and mm-hmm. out of control and really vulnerable. So it's up to us to give the skills to those guys to make sure they can work it out. And that's what the, that's what I believe the tomorrow man program does for the blokes and the tomorrow woman program does that. We support one of the two um, programs we support. It gives people the emotional muscle, gives them the emotional intelligence to actually not be in that situation. So mm. we know it's weird. Um, so is trying to lift 200 kilograms. If you tried to do it the first time you tried to do it, thing is you can't right so you need to learn technique you need to practice you need to build it up and stuff so it's all about that that goes back to that physical fitness and mental fitness you wouldn't start running a marathon if you're 146 kilos you know but i might run a marathon when i'm 105 kilos again like i did in new york 
You know what I mean? But it took years for me to train to get my mindset right for that. So it's little baby steps. And what you're doing is you're actually creating a, a, a healthiness over a period of time that will allow you to deal with the crisis and the trauma when it comes. Because I can guarantee you that everyone will have one. I know you've had them in your life already. I've had them in my life already. Most people watching and listening us now will have that one thing and they'll go at least one thing and go, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with that that trauma without the skills to deal with it. So let's tool up. Let's use this time to tool up and get all the information we need so we can actually practice the exercises we need to be mentally tougher. Awesome. Um, Gus, I want to honour your time today because I know you've got back-to-back chats today. One last, actually, two last questions. The first one, because <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of listeners would love to be able to connect with you and support the work that you are doing. Uh, where yeah. could they go to connect with you? So all my socials, Gus Walland on all the socials is an easiest way, but gotchaforlife.org is our website and that's got all the information there. And, you know, believe us, we've been smashed by the by the virus. So anyone who's got anything spared to uh, to offer up, um, there's a donation button there at gotchaforlife.org and that is... That, that number, it's the number four. So gotcha for life. Um, it's all about having that one person who has gotcha for life. That's where the name came from. Yeah, the website gotchaforlife.org or on my socials, Dave. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Thank and you. For, for the very last question, I, I ask all the guests this question because um, I love seeing their answers because they come from so many different backgrounds. And Gus, sure. I, I'm really keen to hear what, what your thoughts are on this one. Being the Do Life Better podcast, what does doing life better mean for you? Uh, making people feel loved and safe around you. So for me, the best way to describe myself would be to try to, everywhere I go, I want to try to make the situation better. That might mm. be me being me. It might be me sitting in the corner and just letting it all flow. So don't think you've swallowed the map and you've got the answers to absolutely everything. But um, for me, it's just building a really safe environment for people to be safe and happy around me and um, I think I've been able to do that but that's been a work in progress I'm still a work in progress I'm still learning all the time and that's what we need to do as Aussie blokes now is not sit back and go we've got it all handled because those numbers that we've spoken about a few times on the podcast already are horrific and those numbers Mm. are only going to get higher so we need to change things up Um, so for me that's that's what it's all about. Good on you, Gus. Um, thank you very much for your time today. Your energy and your passion is um, contagious and it's inspiring. You know, we're talking about something so incredibly deep and personal right now. Um, but again, your passion for this comes through. Um, you're doing incredible work in the community. Uh, and yeah, let's support the work that you're doing to help get those numbers down to zero as best as possible. Um, That's the plan. And thanks for your help, Dave, and what you're doing. And, um, you know, bad things happen when good people sit back and let them. So mm. you're a good person. You're out there having a crack and it makes you out of control and makes you vulnerable. You know, it takes you to places that you don't necessarily want to go. But, you know, if you just touch one life and change people, that's what it's all about, mate. So we're, we've picked a tough place to play. <laughs> um, but, you know, it takes a certain person to do it and you're doing it too. So thanks for your time, brother. Good on you, Gus. Good chat, mate. Appreciate your time. Good on you. See you later. Thanks, mate. There we go, everyone. Now, take a moment to think of, and if you can, write down your three Gotcha for Life mates and then catch up with them and let them know. Okay, let them know that you'll be their Gotcha for Life mate and ask them if they can be yours as well and start those really important conversations. And of course, if you are struggling yourself, 
I really encourage you to reach out for support. To your best mate, you got your for life mates, to someone you work with or someone that you trust and to start your help seeking journey. If you are not sure where to begin, going to your doctor is a great place to start and being open and honest with them about why you booked the appointment is really important. Of course, if you need an immediate listening ear, connect with Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. They are free, confidential, nationwide and open 24-7 within Australia. They are online as well at www.lifeline.org.au. That's lifeline.org.au. And of course, if you are one of our listeners from outside of Australia, please do contact your local crisis centre if you have been affected by this episode. Now, if you are still listening and haven't pressed stop yet, I imagine that means that you're really enjoying this podcast and find it very helpful in some way. So please do me a quick little favor by taking 30 seconds to leave a rating and a review. This small action goes a really long way in helping me and helping this podcast get out to even more people just like you. So if you could please take that 30 seconds, that would be a huge help for me. And please also share this on social media and tag Gus Warland at Gus Warland and tag me as well at Dave Jorner. And also join our Do Life Better Facebook group. Um, It's a private group. Feel free to jump on there. I'd love to see you in there as well. So for now, thank you very much for spending some time with me today and all the very best as you go out there to do your life even better each and every day.